Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today we're going to talk about kicking off your offseason the right way. And that all starts with understanding exactly what your team needs, what your players need for the offseason to prepare them for the coming season. And this is something I felt that our coaching staffs that I was able to lead and even ones that I was a part of as an assistant did a really good job of understanding the issues we had on our team. And that ranged from everything from how we had to build our culture or leadership to how we had to prepare our athletes physically and mentally. And that went into uh, everything we put together for the plans, which usually kicked off uh, around this time, you know, mid-January or so after finals were over at the high school level, after the kids came back at the college level. We wanted to have a plan that really addressed everything that we needed to do. And one of the big tools that we had within there was team competitions. And this was something that I read about uh, years ago, I believe in AFCA. And it was an article by Jerry Kill, who at the time was at Southern Illinois. And he put together this team competition, which really addressed everything. And so we adapted that to, again, fit our purposes from season to season. And so today I'm going to share a few of those ideas and talk about the needs we saw in that team, and then some of the things we needed to do to address those. But I think taking that copy and paste attitude and saying, well, this worked for this program over here, we'll do it here, doesn't fully address everything you need to do within your program. So I think there's a lot of ideas out there that can be adapted, but I think you always have to go and sit down with your staff and say, what is it we need this offseason? As I said, for most programs, January is the start of the offseason, and so the gains made in the next six months are critical, and it must happen in order to have success in the fall. So keeping players focused and moving towards their goals and the team's goals sometimes is a challenge when the season is so far off. So having a system to provide feedback and recognize the accomplishments of players as they develop helps motivate and create excitement while working through the winter months. Following one of our seasons, I began my first offseason with a struggling program, and we played a varsity schedule that year, but we really only had two senior starters and two junior starters. We're basically a junior varsity team made up of freshmen and sophomores. While being able to compete in every game at some point, our lack of size, speed, strength, etc., caused us some major problems. So coming into that program, I knew an offseason commitment 
would be a challenge. That's every all the research I did. They didn't have a great offseason. We had to do something there. So we had to completely change the culture and motivate our players to train to be athletes. And we talked about some of the typical clubs that most programs use, like the 250-pound bench club or the 1,000-pound club for a series of lifts. And the first thing we realized that both of those were a little too far out of reach for our athletes to accomplish in one offseason. We were just really starting at, at a level where kids really hadn't lifted very hard. Uh, the previous summer, we had to do a lot of creative things just because of the lack of space in our weight room. And so this was really going to be their first opportunity to have a true offseason and develop themselves. So we realized that developing that strength would help us immensely and it probably wouldn't be enough though. We had to develop the total athlete. So we wanted to focus on things and measure things that were going to make a difference, not just you know, in certain lifts and strength, but across in developing the total athlete. And a couple of weeks ago, we had Tony Holler on, and he talked about measuring important things. I highly recommend going back to that podcast if you haven't heard it, because I think that's a great resource to start your offseason. So in this particular year, we set standards in our four lifts, which were the bench, squat, clean, and deadlift, all typical ones that people use. We also set standards in things like the dot drill to measure foot quickness and the vertical jump and the broad jump to measure power. And we wanted a standard for the 40-yard dash, but we didn't have an indoor space where we would be able to do a 40-yard dash. So we set two levels, which if a majority of the athletes reached just the basic level, we felt we'd be in much better position on the field that next year and have athletes ready to play at the varsity level. So we designated those with two of our colors, which were red and black. So red signified varsity ready and the black signified our top athletes is what we called those. And we set our goals at an attainable level with plans to increase the standards in the future as we began to develop more and more athletes in our program. And the players were very motivated by seeing their row on the chart fill up with the red and the black logo so we we just used those two colors and used our logo in those colors and as a student athlete reached those they'd get that logo in that box so it was bench squat deadlift clean dot vertical jump and broad jump and again i would have liked to have some running things but we just didn't really have a place to do any distance running we did some short sprints and things like that but stuff that was um, you know, a little bit harder to measure and, and uh, get some some uh, measurables on that we felt would be appropriate. So we did the running and we did some of those things in the hallways when we could, very small hallways, so that kind of stuff was limited. And we decided on an approach that would provide the feedback every four weeks. So we made a chart on which either a black or red logo would be placed and then each player that reached that standard or the area being measured would get those and as soon as he had it filled up he would be awarded a t-shirt and when the season started he would receive a practice jersey designating the level reach so we had red and black practice jerseys if you didn't reach that you'd be wearing a white one a plain white one and for this particular off season as really with any off season we felt that one of our biggest premises was that attendance would make a huge difference right get the athletes there so we could do the work with them If we can motivate our athletes to show up and work, then our program would take care of the rest. So at the end of every four-week cycle, we recognized any standard reached, 
as well as perfect attendance. So we we did award that, you know, and made the point that showing up is going to be a big part of it, showing up and having the right attitude. So it was no surprise that those who were being awarded for perfect attendance were the same players whose charts began to fill up with those red and black logos. And our short awards and recognition session at the end of every four weeks was something special that our athletes started to look forward to. Uh, It wasn't necessarily any kind of formal situation, but we took time together to sit down and recognize what happened the previous four weeks. We loved being able to recognize as many athletes as we could through those off-season months, and the athletes really loved seeing the progress that they were making. And as I said, their charts filling up. The program really helped attendance, and our athletes were physically developing like we hoped they would. And while I had moved on to a position at the college level, one of my assistants who moved to a different program and his first head coaching job took that school in one season from a one-game winning season to a perfect 10-0 and in the school's first playoff berth. And he really attributed using that system that we developed there with that program as well. It fit that situation. When he went in and looked at it, he made a few tweaks but it fits. So that's one example, right? We had to get varsity ready athletes. We didn't have that. We inherited a program with not much of a strong culture or work ethic, not much of a strong off-season program, and it really worked for us in this case. Now, doesn't mean I could copy and paste that everywhere, but I think there's elements that you could take out of this and apply it to your program. Another example I had was at a program uh, I ended up taking over as the head coach, but when I Got there as an assistant. I remember going to the school, and it was uh, later in the school year, but school was still in session, and there were 13 athletes in this brand-new weight room that they had. And it it was a little disappointing to see this beautiful weight room, something new there for them, but only 13 athletes were there. So, you know, as I got going in that program, I really dug into it, and as we headed through to the off season that year, what I found is a lot of guys were out working with personal trainers and working at different gyms, most of them with somebody who, who was coaching them individually. That kind of became the trend there. And there was one guy in particular, I heard his name come up again and again. So I did a little bit of research on him and he was an alum. Uh, he was a, a track and field guy, but he had also played football in college. And he did do a lot of good things as I sat down and talked to him and learned about the program that he put together. So what I did was found uh, the budget to be able to pay him as our strength and conditioning coach and brought all our athletes in and told them that, guys, you can do your work with your personal trainer and do your work elsewhere. That's fine, but you're going to be here and you're going to commit to, and I believe our program at the time was uh, four days a week for an hour after school. So you're going to commit to that time with us. We're going to build team here. We're going to do some things here. You you might like this more than what you're doing with your trainer. And the guys who trained with this particular coach really obviously liked it, liked that we were doing that. And then a lot of the other guys who were off with this guy or that guy ended coming around and seeing that this was really a good thing for us. And and our off-season program there really thrived. As I said, at all these places, we used some form of the team competition as we got into things now, it might not be till our second year, you know, at the one place I mentioned, we really had to develop those individuals first. So we put a focus on the individuals, but at another place, it was really about becoming more accountable 
uh, to each other in the program, that we had uh, a, a team that could be talented, again, very young, and we had to have a good offseason. And, and what I found out about this program as I headed through my first season and then into our first offseason was that the previous staff would, at the end of the school day, uh, be stationed at all the doors and you know, basically chase these kids, wrangle them up and get them to the weight room. And that was the accountability. You know, the, the kids would try to sneak out the door and the coaches would catch them and make them work. And I remember one of the coaches saying, where do you want us at the end of the school day? And I said, in the weight room, what, what are you talking about? And I didn't know about this till that time. And they explained it to me. I said, no, we're, we're not going to do that. And that's the time we sat down as a staff and we said, what can we do to really bring these guys together? And we did use the competition with this group to prepare them and to bring them together in the offseason. And again, it was one that they had to chase the players around. So we felt that one of our goals was to have high attendance in the offseason. The result of this, everything we did, was 95% attendance in the weight room, which made a difference. So this particular team, we identified three equally important objectives as a staff. We said, one, we wanted to physically prepare for the season. So strength, speed, power, agility and quickness Two, we wanted to mentally prepare for the season and a big thing for us there was to learn football and raise their football IQ which we had a plan for this in the offseason as well as to be sure we were eligible because every year this program would use lose some talented athletes to academic eligibility and then three become a team that understands the importance of counting on each other and that each of our actions affects every other member of the team it was a team that didn't have that so to them, it was of no consequence that they got in a fight in the lunchroom and were suspended for a game, right? It, they didn't think about their teammates, and those are some things that would happen during our season. Or, you know, they were late to school and had to, to go to detention because of a number of tardies and, and missed part of practice. And so those are things we needed out of our program. So we created what we called the Warrior Elite Challenge. And again, it was modeled on what Jerry Kill did. And for us, it was a competition that would begin in January and conclude right before two-a-days. And it provided opportunities to excel as an individual and as a teammate. And so we told them that they'd be challenged daily and weekly to do the things that would make them a warrior, make us champions. And that the true reward was that a team would be physically ready to take on our 10 opponents. We'd have daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly rewards and incentives. And these range from trophies to t-shirts, to free meals. And we wanted them to learn quickly that it pays to do well and it will not be pleasant if you don't do well. And so we had to provide some of that extrinsic motivation. I know one of these things, these, these kids at this particular school, you know, if you did something well, oh, you're a beast, right? So the, we, we came up with a t-shirt and a cool, it was a lion's head on that that was not our, our mascot, but it just said beast of the week. And so that t-shirt was highly prized. Everybody wanted to get one of those. And, you know, only guys who were uh, doing the things that they were supposed to were eligible for that. So it all started with uh, a draft, right? We got the team together and we decided with that particular class that not everybody was eligible for a draft and being on the team. And some of the guys are going to have to earn their way on a team. So we would have a supplemental draft later into the offseason. I think we had it after month one and then we, we were recruiting kids to come in too. So we immediately didn't put them on a team. We wanted them to show value, show that they were there to work 
And then in the next draft, somebody could pick them up. So the winner, sport athletes, we accounted for that as well. They were still on a team and they could earn points by basically staying on that team, staying eligible, doing all the things they were supposed to do there. And we worked with those coaches to to make sure those guys were being accountable to their teams there and being good teammates. We ran it like a practice, something they weren't used to. It was very regimented. Everything had a time slot. We moved on. We were very efficient with their time. And one of the things we heard from them was that, you know, a lot of times those kids who did go to the weight room, it seemed like things would run on longer than they were supposed to. And so we made sure that we would end sharply at 445 each day. So a couple of things about this challenge and and how it worked, and I'm not going to give every single detail, but kind of the categories. And again, all these things, as we looked at it, addressed those objectives for us and addressed things we needed to change in our culture. We wanted to award uh, those things being done right, and we wanted to take points away if somebody didn't do those things. So there were uh, there was a bank of points, 5,000, that every team started with, and so Anything like being late for a workout, quitting a workout early. If we found them standing around and not working, we just say, hey, there's a 25-point deduction. Uh, if they missed a workout, if they missed school with an unexcused absence, uh, if they were late for school because we did have a tardiness problem. So every morning, look at that, and points were being deducted for it. And that, that was uh, a higher penalty than some of the others. Uh, D's on a nine-week grade reporter interim would get be a deduction. F's would be a 200-point deduction um, because we could see that uh, in, in our grade book, what was going on in different classes, missing assignments uh, would be taken away 10 points for each one. And, and, you know, our teachers we were working with, you know, they liked that. They started to see a lot more discipline from these kids in getting their work done. Anything we became aware of, a, a problem, within the classroom, obviously, a a deduction. Not dressed for football business, we called it, right? You had to be there, be in the right gear, and if you weren't, you lost points. But a team that had everybody in the right gear not only uh, didn't lose points, but they would get bonus points for that as well. And so anything that was disrespectful, disrespect to a teammate or, or certainly a coach would lose points as well. And then the positive things, uh, and there, core classes were important. And we, we found in going in that, uh, in, in looking at, you know, at that time, 48H, and making sure that they had classes that qualified them for the clearinghouse, uh, there were some guys we had to change schedules in that first year because they were, they were missing some things and they were not going to be eligible as freshmen. They were guys who were talented and, and probably could play, and some of those guys did go on to earn scholarships. So we wanted to put a focus on those. So non-core classes on the nine-week grading period, uh, A's and B's were rewarded. Core classes got more points. Uh, Zero absence and zero tardies bonus points. Uh, Community service, and we had a program for that, would earn bonus points. Improvements then, you know, right now it goes into the performance a little bit. Improvements on their lifts, etc. Being in a winter or spring sport added points to their team. Uh, we had study tables, which were required for some. Uh, they would uh, gain bonus points by being there on time if they weren't required to. So there were quite a few guys who didn't have to be at study table, but we felt it would be good 
to encourage these guys to be there and help work with them. And, and it wasn't that much time before school. I think it was like 30 minutes before school and we would work with these guys. And uh, the thing I did differently here, I usually would meet with individuals, but in this particular school, I, I, had, I came in late. I didn't have a lot of opportunity uh, to learn who these kids and the families were. And, you know, what I found is a lot of parents didn't show up to games. And, and I wanted this to be important to the families. I wanted them to understand the work the kids were putting into it. So, you know, it become important enough that they showed up. So I met with the parents as well. And so uh, that, there was an incentive to do that and make sure you meet with your parents and I. And we were able to get everybody in to do that. And we had basically two deadlines for it. You know, one earned them uh, more points than the other if they did it later in the year. But, you know, I wanted to be flexible with schedules. Uh, leadership training courses that we had put together, they were optional, uh, but you could earn bonus points for them. And then then finally, it goes into the different clubs. And for this one, we did take the bench, clean, and squat, um, bench, clean, squat, and deadlift, and put together the club. So in addition to earning the points, they could earn t-shirts, they could earn plaques with their name on it, or team plaque with their name on it, I should say, in, in the weight room. Uh, we went around to local businesses, most of them uh, restaurants or fast food places, and we, we, we got a lot of uh, coupons for uh, some free meals or other things for our players, and those would be part of our program as well. And, you know, that was great to see, you know, the community get involved in this too and, and be a part of it. So, uh, again, then working together as a team, I mentioned before, everybody dressed in gear, everybody attends a team event, and the team event was, those were basically things put together. Uh, by our teams now in previous places you know we sat down with maybe a few seniors and we put together uh, different things like a video game tournament or some of them were physical challenges. we had a you know a big man or a, a more of the uh, strongman type games you know pushing trucks carrying rocks all those kinds of things and we strategically would always place those on days which we felt were the least attended days of the year ones where we saw more absences Typically, that would be the last day of a grading period. Uh, you know, usually with finals and stuff, some guys would, would have that early release and then just not show up back for the workout. So we would put the, those events on those days. Kids would get excited about it, and they would come there. Days like, uh, you know, Memorial Day weekend, still in school at that time. Uh, that Friday before was always one. And so we, we found that those actually became some of the best attended days of the year. But it was breaking that routine that helped us do that. And that was, that was a great tool for us to be able to do something like that. And uh, so working together, the team points, attending those different things, winning events, etc. They got bonus points for that. Getting everybody on, uh, on their team into one of those clubs, 800 through 1200, you know, at 100 pound increments. If everybody was on one of those clubs, they earned bonus points. And then we came up with what we called attitude points. And that was a little bit subjective. But um, through each of, of the workouts, especially as we got into some team things, it was intensity. Uh, intensity means everyone in the group is moving and working to maximum effort the, the entire workout. No rest taking, you know, guys not leaving the weight room to go uh, get a drink and BS in the hallway, etc. cetera. Uh, the most enthusiastic team, we, we rewarded enthusiasm, meaning pushing your teammates vocally in a positive way. And also pushing members not on your team. And then uh, the beast of the week winner, right? That guy who's just showing all those things had a great week. And we would award that as well. And, and so this program for them, 
was really designed to um, take the individual and bring them as part of a team. Get them to see that everything we were doing as individuals does affect everybody else. And it was great. The attendance there, as I said, um, went from, I'm not sure what it was the year before, but it was poor, obviously, having to chase kids back into the weight room to 95% and just guys really working together and coming together as a team. Again, that started with the staff sitting down and saying, what do we need from this particular team in the offseason? And, you know, the last example I have is at the, the college level. And um, in this particular year, in a lot of years, you know, we would have changes in staff. And, and so guys' strengths would be highlighted. And, but in this particular year, the head coach wanted me to run the strength and conditioning program. We were coming off a season where we underperformed and we needed to get back on track. And one of the things we talked about, though, was that, you know, looking back at our games, we just felt like the, the quickness and speed just wasn't quite there. And we needed to develop that you know, in our power a little bit more. So in addition to what we were doing in the weight room, we had uh, two days of the week where we would focus on speed and agility. And, you know, there was a lot of, of change there in talking about what it had done with the past. And, you know, a lot of this goes to some things Tony Holler and I talked about is just getting appropriate rest time. And, and that was a change because you have all these guys, especially when you get to the Division three level. I mean, these guys are grinders, right? These are kids who love the game. They love the work. And so when you tell them, all right, after the sprint, we're going to rest for, you know, two minutes, you know, they kind of look like, you know, but we're not, you know, we're not working coach. I'm like, we, this is an important part of it. So we had to train that into them that, you know, on these particular days when we were running, we were training speed that recovery was important. And I could say that team turned around and, you know, the next year uh, we went into the national rankings. We were in the top 25 and had a very positive year followed by another year, uh, which, um, at that point, we're, you know, we got into the top 10, I think, as high as number six at one point in the nation. And uh, again, it was looking, though, at what do we need for our particular team in this offseason and addressing all parts of it. What do you need physically? What do you need you know, mentally, emotionally, both for the individuals and building them up as well as bringing the team together? What do you need from leadership and what is going to build your culture? And I think if you could sit down as a staff and be creative in how are we going to get those things and how are we going to work with individuals, bringing them together into a team. And we had a great podcast with Jake uh, Barrow at um, Casa Grande High School, state champions in Arizona just a week ago. I, I highly recommend listening to that and hearing his approach. And again, with all of this, it, it's not copy and paste. It's thinking about what can I take from this and put into my own program, whether you're at the high school level or the college level, because we, we did it everywhere and it was something that worked. And uh, it was really about staff working together as well. This was not just the idea of one guy. It was really a lot of input and feedback and what can we do to put something together that is going to be impactful to our program. So hopefully this helped you here. Uh, certainly, we're going to have some experts come in in this offseason and talk about different aspects of it as we go through. And uh, I will be off to the AFCA this weekend. If you are there, uh, hit me up on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski, and uh, we'll connect and get together. And lastly, I want to thank all of our guests and listeners. You guys have been incredible over the years, and uh, we just hit the 7 million mark, 7 million listens. And I can tell you, 
Uh, a lot of these have come just in the last couple of years. It's the reason I've, I've been going back into the archives and posting some of those that I see. Wow, this one really wasn't listened to, but it was good. And so I will be sharing some more of those as we get into the groove here in 2022. But best of luck to you and your programs as you get into the 2022 offseason.